0: This is Scientific American's 60-Second Science. I'm Burleigh McCoy. Mercury pollution from power plants and mining operations can end up in our air and water, but it's tricky to predict just how much of that environmental mercury will make its way into our food and our bodies.
1: We were working on developing a a bioindicator, a biosentinel, that could inform us of the levels of mercury contamination across the U.S.
0: Ecologist Colin Eagle Smith of the United States Geological Survey. He and his colleagues came up with a practical way to determine the scope of mercury contamination in an ecosystem by measuring mercury levels in a single species. Their bioindicator, juvenile dragonflies, are larvae. Dragonfly larvae stay underwater, don't move much, are easy to collect, and live long enough to accumulate significant amounts of mercury.
1: If you have enough locations sampled with dragonflies, you can develop an index of of the relative amount of mercury in the biological community.
0: The team measured mercury concentrations in thousands of dragonfly larvae collected from waterways in 100 national parks during a 10-year period. And to amass the large sample number, they recruited volunteers through the Dragonfly Mercury Project. The volunteers used dip nets to collect dragonfly larvae from their aquatic abodes. National Park staff then sent the larvae to laboratories for processing. For comparison, the researchers also measured mercury concentrations in other aquatic organisms.
1: Using the relationships between dragonfly concentrations and fish concentrations, we were able to develop what we call an impairment index.
0: That index allowed the researchers to make health risk predictions at each sample site.
1: About 12% of the locations posed what we consider to be high or severe risk of health impairment to fish, wildlife, and hum- or humans if they consumed organisms from those locations. Um, you can begin to build models that are predictive of, of how much mercury might be in, in a system based on the landscape characteristics and the and the water chemistry, and then apply that model to, to locations where you haven't sampled dragonflies. And that can inform future management actions either to address the factors that are promoting methylmercury production, or simply to inform uh, agencies that that may want to evaluate whether or not fish consumption advisories are warranted.
0: The study is in the Journal of Environmental Science and Technology. If you'd like to get involved in the Dragonfly Mercury Project, or to see a map of mercury concentrations across the U.S., search for the Dragonfly Mercury Project at nps.gov. Thanks for listening. For Scientific American's 60-Second Science, I'm Burleigh McCoy.